0: Good evening. We are in the middle of the halachas of the three weeks. I'd like to just repeat, as we do briefly, the previous year, and then move on to some more pertinent halachas pertaining to the three weeks and the nine days. So, we learnt in the previous year that the Bain Hampsorim, the time between Shavas of Atamas and Tishabov, well, actually, it's really until the 10th of Av till Chatzos, as we'll see later on in the, in the Shir Bein Amsar starts from Shkia of the 17th of Av of Tammuz which this year would have been Shkir on Shabbos afternoon until the Chatzos on the 10th of Av which is Chatzos the day after Tisha B'Av and we learn the Halachas which, which pertain to the 3 weeks are the ones forbidden to have a haircut in the 3 weeks cutting hair means any bodily hair no haircuts, no shaving, etc. In the three weeks, it's also for adults to give a haircut to children, even children who are below the age of chinuch. It's also to give them a haircut to to cut one's hair for health reasons. For instance, so when children come home with lice or anything like that, and um, one wants to just give them a, a complete shave, just to get rid of the hair, that's, that's mutter because there you're not cutting your hair for tanug you're cutting it for health reasons. So then it becomes mutter to shave a man who has to go to the office and by not shaving it will cause him some loss of revenue and he's allowed to shave in the three weeks we try to refrain from shaving in the nine days at least in the week which Tisha B'Av falls on but prior to that one can shave if, one is going to, if it's going to lead to a, a loss of money, however if one's just embarrassed to go to the office, there's no loss of revenue at all, you're just slightly embarrassed to come a little bit unkempt into an office there's no heather there to shave in the three weeks at all we then moved on to the halach of Shekhyonu that one is forbidden to make the brach of Shekhyonu in the three weeks so through the three weeks if one has a new fruit or a new cloak one is not allowed to make a Shekionu some say on Shabbos one can make a Shekionu and some people have the mimic to make a Shekionu on Shabbos though it is a Achlechus in the poskim. so therefore coming out of this halacha of not saying Shekionu is the halacha that if one has a new clothes which one would like to wear a new clothes which one would make Shekionu a new suit then one mustn't wear those new clothes in the three weeks because by wearing those new clothes you're going to have to make a Shekhi and you can't make a Shekhi if however those clothes are clothes which one wouldn't normally make a Shekhi on for instance weekday clothes shoes etc anything which one doesn't make a Shekhi on because it's not the gods and they're not considered chosh of clothes which are important enough to make a Shekhi on then one can wear those new clothes in the three weeks and there's no Issa the issur to buy clothes in the, re- weeks, in the three weeks we discussed. There's no real direct issur to buy clothes in the three weeks. The only issur is again, because ideally when one makes a shecheyanu, one should make a shecheyanu at the time of purchase. If one buys clothes which are ideal, they fit, they work, then ideally you should make a bracha shecheyanu at the time of purchase. So since one is not allowed to make a shecheyanu in the three weeks, therefore one can't purchase new clothes. But there again, clothes which you don't make a shecheyanu on, or if you buy a suit and it needs some tailoring to make it fit perfectly it's not quite ready to, to be worn then you're not going to make a shachiyonah anyway so then you're allowed to buy those, those clothes in the three weeks as well buying any other article household article, any machine, anything like that which is one doesn't normally make a shachiyonah, there's actually no reason in three weeks why one can't buy so if your washing machine has, is on the way out you can happily go and buy yourself a new washing machine the halachas on not making a only pertain to buying clothes or to fruits etc. but somebody who has a a ben, or an ektisoral of brismillah or somebody who has a, uh, a birth of a child where some people have the meaning to make a, a shechionu on in those circumstances one can make a shechionu and that doesn't go under the banner of not saying a shechionu in the three weeks the brocha batzei Metiv, which is the brocha which is made over a of a wine or brocha which is made over the birth of a son, etc uh, 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 one, uh, a big Yerusha, a big presence uh, a big financial gain, sometimes we make a, a teva HaMetiv, in those cases one can say Ateva HaMetiv happily in the three weeks, there's no Issa to make the Brach of a in the three weeks we then mentioned in the Halacha that there's no uh, it's a slight common misconception, there's no Issa to have any building work done in the three weeks building work can be done in the three weeks we will explain, as we explained in the previous year in the nine days, things are slightly different marriages mustn't take place in the three weeks that's a marriage, even if there's no if it's just purely a chuppah where there's a condition and a nisurin they must not take place in the three weeks marriage is 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 an an action of simcha and in simcha like marriage it doesn't take place in the three weeks similarly to that one mustn't listen to music in the three weeks not a live band not a band not a a taped music or music on a CD or electronic music, all that is forbidden in the three weeks however if you are in in a shop where there's music going or you do walk into a a non-Jew and there's music going you're not going to put your fingers in your ear the the issa doesn't mean you have to walk around not listen to music you mustn't go out of your way to listen to music if you're in a shop and there's music there there's not much you can do about it we then mentioned that the time of the three weeks is a time of Shachana in Shachanarach it's only shows itself in one specific halacha where the Shughanach says that a, a, a teacher in a school shouldn't well this is not, uh, not for the table this but shouldn't hit a child in the three weeks uh, legally one mustn't hit a child any time of the year in halacha one may hit a child in fact one perhaps should hit the child according to San in halacha if the child deserves it but in the three weeks halakha says since it's the time of Sakona then one should refrain from hitting the child so the The message that the Shulchan is giving us is that the three weeks is a time of Sakona and everyone has to be extremely careful not to put oneself into a situation of Sakona. There is nothing wrong with flying, driving in a car. These are situations which are normal and mundane. These are everyday situations. We don't consider them situations of Sakona. Even swimming, al piyallochet, is not ossa. Though a lot of people do have the meaning not to go swimming in the three weeks just because swimming is a little bit more of a dangerous situation than walking along the street. Uh, I don't mean statistically wise, I mean... Just, it just so happens to be a slightly more dangerous situation so people do, do have the minute not to go swimming in three weeks but those who do go swimming there is nothing wrong and absolutely nothing in halacha which says you mustn't go swimming in three weeks we will discuss the nine days in a few minutes we then move on. that takes us to the end of the three weeks as, uh, as of the three weeks we then move on to the nine days which starts from Rishchidesh again the nine days starts from Shkia of Rishchidesh Av where the, where the Mechabah tells us right at the beginning of the halachas of the nine days Mishanichnas av Mismemayatin Besimcha. and the Mark explains Mismemayatin b'simcha one doesn't have to just reduce one's got to completely remove simcha from one's life so any action of simcha it doesn't mean that at Chash we have to walk around with negative feelings it does mean though that any action of simcha does not, must not take place in the nine days so included in that says the Mechabah is the first halach which the Mechabah says is again the nine days is a, a time of more even more more. Trouble, troublesome time then the three weeks, and if somebody has his interior court case together with a non-Jew, he should try and push off the court case until the end of the nine days at least, preferably till El, till the end of the whole of the month of Ab, if one can. One should reduce one's business dealings in the nine days. Business dealings which are there not for direct panossa, one should try and reduce in the nine days. If one is doing it for panossa, then then one, one may business in the nine days. And today we consider most business deals, even if one has uh, uh, a lump sum in the bank which one could survive on for, for quite a few months, we do consider everything to be business called, today, where everything is considered just panasa, basic panasas in today's day and age, because one never knows where the next bill is going is to arrive from. So therefore everything that we do earn is considered panasa. But anything which is not considered panasa, which is done for simcha, for pure for enjoyment, one should reduce in the nine days. For, for the sake of a mitzvah to buy tefillin for instance for a bar mitzvah boy who needs tvilin, or tefillin for somebody who hasn't got tefillin is completely mut in the nine days because it's a, a, a purchase of simcha to buy shoes for the for tishabov somebody arrives at tishabov which is quite common for when you, uh, people have uh, young children or even older children in yeshiva and seminaries they wake up at tishabov and decide they, if they haven't got their tishabov shoes they have to be allowed to go out even on tishabov and buy shoes for tishabov it's a a purchase for a mitzvah which is completely mutter again all other vessels which one needs which you're not buying for simcha you you need a kenwood, you need a mixer you need something which is needed for for the house is completely mutter to buy in the nine days because it's not a purchase of simcha however a larger purchase something which is a purchase of simcha go and buy yourself a new dining room suite go and buy yourself a, a new sideboard I don't know something which one buys for the simcha of it or for the social of it not because one is ne- one needs it and it's not necessary for the ongoing running of the house one should refrain from buying in the, three week, in the nine days because that is a, a, a purchase of simcha and we mentioned window shopping is not also in the nine days we then moved on to discuss building work and again the Mkabbah says, the Shulchan tells us to, to do any building work which is a binyin of simcha any building of simcha is forbidden in the nine days to redecorate your house which is a, a, an element of building for simcha is forbidden however binyan shal mitzvah and some say even a binyan shal panosra, even to build for panasah is mutah because that's not considered a binyan shal, shal, shal simcha so to build a base a shul to have work done in a shul uh, is completely mutah to rebuild your school if the school needs uh, building work done in the three and the nine days it can be done in the nine days because that's considered a binyan shal, shal mitzvah not a binyan shal simcha If one has already written a contract with a builder or a decorator to decorate your house before the nine days and he would like to continue working the nine days, if one can pay him off with a small amount of money, then my real sense you should try and deter him. If you can't, then since you've already contracted out the work, and you're not paying him by the day, you're paying him by the contract, so the the non-Jew is considered working for his own, for himself. He's not considered working for you. He's working for his own to fulfill his own contract and one can allow him to decorate or build even in the nine days. Where the reason why one is building is because one is worried there's there's an element of damage or danger there. For instance one has a wall in the back in the backyard or the front in the front garden which is not not as safe as it should be, even if it's not a sacola but it's not as safe as it should be, one is one is allowed to fix that wall. Because again it's not a binion shell simple, it's a, a building work which is done to prevent damage, to prevent any hazard, to prevent somebody being hurt, and that is completely mutter. We finished off in the previous year for all those who have green fingers that one shouldn't plant trees or flowers in one's garden in the nine days, however to look after the garden to mow the lawn and uh, etc de-weed de- uh, water the garden, that's completely even in the nine days So that takes us to the end of the halochas that we learnt in the previous share rather briefly we now move on to some more halochas of the nine days perhaps some of the halachas which are more pertinent and M- more practical for all of us right the way through the nine days comes Rosh from Shkir of Rosh Av when it's forbidden to eat meat or wine up until Chatzos on the 10th of Av the Nekei <coughs> Chaim quotes a minute, I don't know if anybody has a minute, but some have the minute to eat a meaty meal on er Av they have a specific minute to eat a meaty meal on the air of Av of course before Shkir so that when one refrains from eating meat and wine, drinking wine in the nine days the reason why one is refraining is definitely because of the mitzvah of not eating meat and wine but not because one doesn't like meat so by eating the, meat, the meaty meal on Erev Rish we are showing that we have the the reason why we are refraining from eating wine is because of the mitzvah not because we don't particularly like meat or wine Shabbos Shabbos Chazayim there is absolutely no issue, one can eat as much meat as one likes and drink as much wine as one likes when you are cooking, when the women are cooking for Shabbos, whoever it is is cooking for Shabbos and one wants to taste the food on Friday, one's allowed to taste the food to make sure it's right, but ideally one should spit the food out and not swallow it. So tasting food is mutter but one shouldn't swallow the food because it's not quite yet Shabbos. But the no is to taste the food, just the cover Shabbos to make sure that the food is right for Shabbos. Those people who have a, a young family and would like their children to eat or have them normally have the not a minute but these just, for practical reasons their children eat the meaty meal on the Friday before Shabbos they are allowed to let the children eat the Friday night meal before Shabbos because they are eating a Shabbos meal it's the like covered Shabbos and some people even allow it all the way back to Chafzais to allow the children to eat their meal if it's the meal for Shabbos but definitely to eat before Shabbos the meaty meal for the children is 100% mutter and one doesn't have to worry about that at all the Malava Malka, Malava de Malka, the meal which is eaten on Nazi Shabbos is questionable whether one can eat meat, drink, m- eat meat and drink wine there. And the minig, I think it's quite a, an accepted minig among, among, in, in our circles, is that one doesn't eat meat or wine, even if one does have normally a with meat or wine. One doesn't eat meat or wine in the nine days, though some chasidim do have the minig to eat meat even from Lava malka. And in fact, there was uh, one Rebbe, I can't remember who it was, who used to eat the leftover Shabbos meal right uh, through the rest of the week, saying that the, the Shabbos food has got the time of Shabbos. And there's no Isra to eat it in the nine days, but I don't think we follow that custom somehow. Motsari Shabbos, making havdalah on Motsari Shabbos. Now, the well-known halacha is, and quite well-accepted is that one should give it to a child. And it's all on halacha in, in the Ramah that one shouldn't when one makes havdalah, one makes havdalah on wine, and one gives it to a child. However, the, the description of a child that one should give the wine to is as follows: the child has to reach the age of chinuch. So you can't give a child who is 2 or 3 because that child has no idea what a brocha means and therefore the brocha would end up being a brocha of Atolus You have to give it to a child who has reached the age of chinuch for a brocha The age of chinuch is around about 6 Now then again we have a mitzvah to be mechanach children on velus of Yerushalayim But the level of chinuch the age of chinuch on of Yerushalayim is slightly, slightly later than the chinuch on brochas So what we are talking about is giving the wine to a child who is in between the Chinuch of Brochus that means he's reached the Chinuch of Brochus but hasn't quite yet reached the Chinuch on, on being with Abel Yerushalayim for mourning for Yerushalayim so to, quite, to quantify that into an exact age is always impossible because Chinuch is always dependent on the intelligence level of the child but it's somewhere around 6 to 8 and 9 uh, and I hope nobody at 6 to, between 6 and 9 is up for Abdullah on Malti Shabbos Shabbos Chazayim so misad halatah, there is no issa for the person who is making abdallah if he doesn't have that child or that specific age around he is allowed to drink the abdallah wine without any compunctions at all there is no isser, in the you are allowed to drink the wine for abdallah it's ideal if you have a child of that age around to give it to the child if you don't have a child of that age or you're not sure if the child is of that age then you are happy enough to drink the wine yourself and you are not mukhiiv to measure the exact share of revias of wine, you can just drink your wine What's whatever. You that? Don't, you don't, don't take a for your, for your half dollar wine. But uh, take a normal becha and you can drink whatever one would normally drink for a, for a share to make a brocha as well for half dollar. They ask some who have a minig. Even if they have a child who is above the age of chinook for Avelus they Yerushalayim, they would give the wine to drink to that child. Even though the child has already reached the age of chinook to Yerushalayim, it's brought down in Malkhashok on his minig. Uh, because they say at the end of the day it's a child rather give it to the child than give it to me even though it's for me to drink it and that's why I'm allowed to give it to the child and I'm not, I'm not breaking the mitzvah's chinuch because I can drink it as well so therefore I can give it to my child But at the end of the day he's a child and I'm an adult better that the child should drink it than the adult but so that really depend on, depends on your minute the halacha the plain clear halacha is if you don't have a child of that age around you should drink the wine yourself the other times when one is allowed to eat meat and drink wine in the nine days is what we call a Suda's Mitzvah so a Suda's Mitzvah would include a bris milah if somebody had a, a, a Suda's bris or a pidgin aben etc then anybody who would normally be invited that's all relatives and anybody any friends who would normally be invited to that bris, to that Suda or to the Suda's pidgin aben may partake of meat and wine during the Suda of the pidgin aben and the bris mila. however you can't suddenly become friendly with a gentleman who is making a pidgin aben in the nine days Uh, when it comes to Rishchei av, it's got to be people that would always normally in normal circumstances would join you in that meal when it comes to the Shavu Shachalboi which this year we don't have a Shavu Shachalboi but on the year when Tisha falls midweek and you have a few days after Shabbos Shabbos Chazoim till Tisha the halachas of those days are more strict than the halachas of the week prior to Shabbos when it comes to Shavu Shachalboi and one's making a suda's bris milah or a pigeon aben etc there the halacha says one shouldn't invite more than an extra 10 people. I mean, even if you would normally have a, a big suit of 100 people at your, at your pigeon Aben or your brisk mealer, when it comes to Shosh you should invite your family plus an extra million of friends. More than that, one shouldn't invite, or they can come, but they shouldn't eat meat and drink wine. So you'll you hand out your invitation for your pigeon and you'll say, you 10, we're giving you meat, the rest, we're giving you fried eggs. Suddhis Ba Mitzvah is also considered a Suddhis Mitzvah, and again, Friends and relatives who would normally join a Sudas Mitzvah can eat meat and wine at the Sudas Mitzvah. The most classic example of a Sudas Mitzvah that most people do know about in the nine days, and this has became very famous in America, is what we call a Sudas Siyem. Somebody who's finished a Mesechta, a gentleman who's finished a Mesechta, I would like to make a Siyem. So a Siyem is considered a Sudas Mitzvah as well. And therefore, plain halakha would allow somebody who's making a Siyem again to invite it, those relatives, to invite his friends, and when we say close relatives of friends, we mean women as well, in all the Sudhas, any woman who would normally partake, of that Sudha, uh, a bris, if the women would come to a bris, a pidginabend, they would come to a pidginabend, they can also eat meat, and drink wine, and the Sudha Siyam, it says quite clearly, the wife of the person, who's finished the Sudha, etc., the women who were part of the Siyam, part of the Sudha Siyam, can also eat and drink, eat meat and drink wine, in the Sudha Siyam, now the Mishnah Bura does give three conditions, to a Sudha For a Siam to consider a Siam, which one can eat meat and drink wine in the nine days, the Mishnah Buru gives three conditions. Now these three conditions were not, not accepted by a lot of the poskim. and I'll explain to you in a minute the background to that. The Mishnah says that in order to be able to eat meat at a Sudha one's got to have just arrived at the Siam in the nine days. That means that don't start timing your learning. I'm going to learn three lines today and five lines tomorrow and another seven lines the day after. And then I better slow down another three lines tomorrow. Don't learn too much because I'm not going to finish by the nine days. I'll finish before the nine days. Don't time your learning to finish just in time for the nine days, in order that you should be able to have meat in your nine days. It's got to be that you're learning at your normal pace, and you just so happen to have finished in the nine days. That's the first condition. The second condition is that the same size meal. The Brook quotes from Elie Rabbah with a, the wording of an Asher Perhaps the same size meal that would, one would normally make in one can make in the nine days. If normally at a seam you'll just give a bit of cake and a little bit of l'chaim and suddenly in the nine days you decide to serve a, a, a ten course meaty meal says so which that could be that one can't do that. And the third condition is similar to the other suda's is the only people who can partake and join in the suda's mitzvah of a seam or people who would normally come to a suda's shim. So if you normally make a little seam in your kitchen with your wife or a couple of friends around uh, and, and just have, as I say, a bit of cake and wine then suddenly you decide to make a full blown meal and invite the whole street and the whole neighborhood and the whole school for your for your Seum, again says Mr. Brewer, that's overblowing the heta of suda's mitzvah now historically in America when the American system when Kalisarov grew in America straight after the war and the American system of having summer camps which took place right away from around about July time till September now the American children couldn't survive nine days just eating pizza they just couldn't so the minute, the custom and this was accepted by the G'dayla HaPoskim, was to employ
1: every night, every day
0: a different person to finish a mesecta and bring him out to the Kaskil, to wherever, the, wherever, the, wherever the, the camps were bring him out to the mountains and he would finish the mesecta at the camp this took place both in boys camps and girls camps right across the board and he would finish the mesecta, and then they would all partake of the, their steaks and the, wherever it was every single night. And they went through this year after year, they went through nine days, and I don't think the children even knew that there was an ister to eat meat in the nine days. Now this is not done, it wasn't privileged, it wasn't done without Poskim, the Poskim did allow it, I think Moshe that was consulted and other Poskim did write about it and they wrote Shubat to explain that they don't agree to the conditions of the mission of Baruah and therefore, they allowed it. Though so the reason why they allowed it was really for the it was nece- it was nece- necessary at the times for the American children. Whether all the camps today do that, I don't know. Uh, I think today we can quite happily, definitely most of us here can quite happily stick to the conditions of the mission of Burra. And if anybody does have a sim, I'm quite happy to join. If you would have invited me uh, at the average time of the year. Okay, move on to the next. So that takes, us, that takes us to the end of the halachas of meat and wine. The, we then move on to the next halacha where one is not allowed to wear Shabbos clothes in the nine days. So Shabbos clothes means clothes which are specifically for Shabbos, even though you might wear them on another occasion for a simcha or something like that, but clothes which are specific for Shabbos, which we all have, must not be worn during the nine days. So if you're going to an important meeting and you fancy w- walking, uh, attending dressed in your... Shabbos finery, that's also you're not allowed to wear your Shabbos clothes in the nine days when it comes to a simcha, again, when it comes to a bris it comes to a bar mitzvah the immediate relations, that means the parents of the, of the, of the child the klata, the sons of some say even the klata, the mohel they can wear their Shabbos clothes the bar mitzvah boy the father of the bar mitzvah boy, the mother of the bar mitzvah etc can wear Shabbos clothes but the average person who, an an average Bar would come just dressed in in presentable clothes I might not wear the Shabbos clothes and just because it's the nine days fancy wearing, fancy going out in the Shabbos clothes that's also awesome. you can only wear your Shabbos clothes for a Simcha if you would attend the same Simcha at any time of the year wearing those Shabbos clothes if you wouldn't it is awesome to wear Shabbos clothes even at the Simcha during Shabbos on Shabbos the is though the Ramah does question this and it's been quite accepted amongst our circles that when it comes to Shabbos we wear our Shabbos clothes on Shabbos as normal moving on besides the Issa to wear Shabbos clothes there's an Issa to wear clean clothes, unworn clothes, washed clothes in the nine days. and this is uh, We're entering into the tricky area of the nine days now. Um, To wear clean clothes in the nine days is also. One mustn't wear clothes which have been washed or mustn't wear clothes which have been ironed. So even if they've not been washed but they've been ironed goes under the ban of wearing clean washed clothes in the nine days. Wearing clean, clean washed clothes refers to almost all our clothes underwear which something which gets is close to the skin and gets dirty one can change in the nine days but ideally all other clothes one shouldn't change in the nine days now the halacha does say that someone whose clothes are extremely filthy to the extent that they would be embarrassed to walk outside with those clothes and the only other clothes you have in the house are clean clothes then with the evidence in that case one can wear clean clothes but it's got to be to the extent where one be extremely embarrassed to walk outside and that's uh, quite an extreme so wearing clean clothes in the nine days is awesome the process of preparing one's clothes for the nine days is something which has already been accepted widely is to try on, try on one's clothes before the nine days. So before the nine days arrive, one should try to try on all the clothes that one would like to wear in the nine days, ideally for around about half an hour, so they get the feeling of having been worn. Once they've got the feeling of having been worn, then you can't just throw them over your shoulders and take them off and say, oh, I've worn them and they're not clean anymore. They've got to have an element of feeling that they've been worn, so if you try on your shirts, your suits, etc., which are clean for around about half an hour, then one can happily wear them in the nine days, one can change as much as one, 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 one likes, as much as one needs to, one can change in the nine days. If one forgot to do the preparation, preparing one's clothes before the nine days, uh, it doesn't say anywhere in Halakha that you can stamp on them. It's, uh, some people do have the minig of stamping on their clothes, especially children. Uh, it's a minig that's adopted right away through the year. But it's not quite clear in Halakha that there's such a heter. If one did forget to prepare one's clothes in the nine, before the nine days, one can prepare them on Shabbos. Just though here one has to be a little bit careful when it comes to. Preparing a Shabbos that one shouldn't actually verbally say, "I'm now wearing my clothes to prepare them for tomorrow," because that's a sign of hachana from Shabbos. Once preparing for Shabbos is a big day. If one wears one's clothes on Shabbos for an hour or two, that I'm wearing enough, and then you change it, wear something else. Um, I know many people have change about five times on the Shabbos, and it, it doesn't constitute hachana for from Shabbos to, to after Shabbos. So, ideally, one should prepare before underwear. One doesn't need to prepare shirts, jackets, suits, trousers etc, all need to be prepared before, if they're clean, or, or ironed, iron means pressed, etc, anything to, to, which is in its pressed form, is considered also to wear, unless one, pre- one prepares it before the nine days, if you forgot to prepare before the nine days, prepare it for Shabbos, but do not say that I'm wearing it to prepare for tomorrow, because that's a problem of Hachamah. Now comes the most difficult, especially those with, with uh, young families. From Rosh Chodesh, again, all this applies from Shkir on I think this year Rishchid is on a Shabbos so that would mean we have to finish our washing by Friday before Shabbos from, Rish, from Shkir of the is out one is not allowed to wash clothes even clothes one has no intention to wear in the nine days just to wash for after the nine days washing itself is forbidden in the nine days so it's also to wash any clothes in the nine days at all the halacha does say, though, that somebody only has one shirt. I don't think that pertains to anybody in this room here at the moment. But somebody only has one single shirt. Not two shirts and one's dirty. One single shirt, that person is allowed to take the shirt off and wash it in the nine days. Um, if you don't have one shirt, you have more than one shirt. Even if both shirts are dirty, one is not allowed to wash in the nine days. Washing in the nine days is forbidden except for someone who only has one shirt. To give one's suits, one clo- one's clothes, uh, non-duty to, to clean or to take something to the dry cleaners is all completely forbidden in the nine days. Washing children's clothes is the bone of contention. Children's clothes which are necessary to wash, if one doesn't have enough children's clothes, children do dirty their clothes slightly faster than most adults. Children's clothes which one finds difficult to, to manage without washing, but yeah, the evidence, if you can't survive without washing, then th- with up until the week of Shavuot Shachalboi that means this year is up until Shabbos this year is an easy year one is allowed to be the average wash one's children's clothes once it comes to Shavuot Shachalboi one should try and refrain from washing even children's clothes so children's clothes we're talking about children even children which have reached the age of Chinuch children which have reached the age of Chinuch if you cannot survive without washing their clothes then you can wash their clothes in the week prior to the Shabbos Chazayim not the week after not the days after Shabbos Chazayim which this year doesn't apply but the days prior to Shabbos Chazayim the other one can wash children's clothes however you shouldn't be washing them in public and blasting out but here we are we're washing clothes and even if you are washing to add adults' clothes into the washing machine is again also because the issue is to wash the clothes and every clothes that you put into the washing machine is considered a separate washing so even though you are making you are making a wash for children's clothes which are necessary to add in adults clothes is forbidden
1: clothes of
0: a, a, a real young child a child, a baby who soles his clothes etc they're completely muttered to wash right way through up until Tisha there's no even the Shavu Shechal the gezerah of not washing clothes in nine days did not apply to, to, to children who soil their clothes we're talking about young children older children one should refrain from as I said but if you cannot, cannot manage without washing the clothes then you can wash up until Shabbos Chazayim when we say you should wash in private ideally that means one shouldn't really hang the clothes out to dry in on the line, because anybody who looks out the window can see that uh, a family over there has just washed the clothes in the nine days, so one should wash them as, as bit thinner as one can, and dry them as quietly as one can. Finally, the final halakh of the nine days, and which is the again the most controversial, is one is not allowed to wash oneself, to have a bath, a, a wash, cold to wash one's complete body in the nine days is forbidden, that's again from Shkir of Rosh right up until Chatzos of the tenth of Av in Halacha it says that one is allowed to wash Ponov Yod with cold water, now cold water doesn't mean you have to switch the cold cap on and freeze when you wash Panov Yod cold water means any level of heat that a person doesn't enjoy because of the heat, so a hot certain, a certain element hot water a person enjoys an element of enjoyment in a, in a hot bath to wash one's hands, feet and face in a hot water does have an element of enjoyment to it one can take the chill off the water it can be lukewarm up until the point where a person doesn't enjoy the warmth of the water one can wash Poneja the right way through the nine days someone who has areas which are unclean people who sweat a lot or if it's a hot country most people who sweat then the areas which which need cleaning can be cleaned in the nine days with hot water and soap so there's no chiv to walk around reeking a of, of perfume in the nine days. There's absolutely no chiv if, if one is sweaty or one's exercised, etc. And one needs to wash the areas which are dirty, one's allowed to wash. There's absolutely no isser at all. The isser to wash does not apply to any rechit teshomitzvah. Any washing which is needed for mitzvah is mozzeh to wash right away right through the nine days. There's no isser to use deodorants in the nine days. One can happily use deodorants in the nine days, even though deodorant is considered but it's not it's not called cleaning, there's no ism chazal to wear the deodorant in the nine days, it's one completely mutter come eret Shabbos in the nine days again the, the plain halacha is the one's allowed to wash ponav yodav raglov but here we have an extra color that you're allowed to use hot water ponav yodav raglov for Shabbos in hot water in halacha more than that isn't clear again if one's washing because one is unclean then one allowed to wash all areas which are unclean it's got nothing to do with Shabbos but where one is washing purely the cover Shabbos then one's allowed to wash the chamin, hot water, ponov, yodov, of washing one's hair the halacha says one can wash with hot water but it specifically says without soap now that is bla- plain basic halacha anybody who finds that halacha difficult to keep and I'm sure there's quite a few people out there who find it difficult to keep they should go and ask because there are Heterim for those who are people who are Mufanokim or people who just can't survive without washing their hair right through the nine days but the plain halacha is that even for Shabbos one is only allowed to wash panav Yod Viraglov with Chamin anything else and, and, and one's hair with hot water without soap if one finds that difficult to, to survive and one ends up scratching one's hair all day long because one hasn't washed it do ask because there are ways around that but the plain halacha, and for public share, all I can do is say the plain halacha. The plain halacha is uh, that's all that's allowed, even for Shabbos. Washing children. So washing children, children who are older children, older ketanim uh, who are not particularly dirty and don't particularly sorry, uh, are not don't sorry themselves, don't have uh, uh, not particularly sweaty, etc. Again, go into the same pattern. Mehichas chinuch will follow into the same category as an adult. However, children who do roll around in the mud in the garden etc. and coming from school uh, quite uh, muddy from top to toe, there's no issue for them to wash in the nine days because they, you're not washing for tanning. you're washing for cleanliness and for cleanliness one's allowed to wash for tannin. so a, a child who's you know, 7, 8, 9, who still comes home filthy uh, after fighting mud, football, I don't know what it is one's allowed to let, let them wash in the, in the nine days but for Shabbos, etc., if one is, if a child is clean and there's no reason why he's washing, he's just washing purely the cover Shabbos. Then, if he's reached the age of chinuch, he goes under the category of an adult and can only wash pana yad ragla bechamin or hair and hair without soap bechamin. But most children are, when time comes to Friday or Thursday night, are quite filthy and you can happily dump them in a bath. Cutting one's nails for Shabbos is mutter. There's no issa to cut one's nails in the nine days. Let's say of Shabbos. One is allowed to cut one's nails. And polishing one's shoes, the covered Shabbos, the posthum or maple, and one is allowed to polish one's shoes in the nine days for covered Shabbos. So if your little boy says that uh, it's nine days and he wants to have his shoes scruffy, you're you're allowed to polish your shoes for Shabbos. That takes us broadly to the end of the nine days. Just the next few moments, and I'm going to finish early this week because I didn't prepare the about so the next few moments we're just going to run very briefly through one or two pertinent halakhas of Tishabov and the day after Tishabov the night of Tisha B'av and the day of Tisha B'av, up until Chasois there is an Isra to do any melacha. now when we say there is an Isra to do any melacha, the Ramaz says any melacha which takes time to do so any melacha which is time consuming one mustn't do the night of Tisha B'av and the morning of Tisha B'Av up until Chasois you can switch the light on, switch the light off, etc anything like that is okay because that's a melacha which has no does not take time to do but a melacha which takes time to do one mustn't do in the night of Tishbab and the morning of Tishbab. It's an islam Malach. It's a minig which was accepted in, in, in our circles, and it's a, it's a minig which we keep not to do Malach on the night of Tishbab and the day of Tishbab until Chatzos. However, a Malach which takes no time to do, one is allowed to do. On Tishbab itself, up until Chatzos, one mustn't do anything, as we've said, but from Chatzos almost one can start preparing the meal for Matsut Um Understandably, the excuse to prepare the meal for must tissue does not mean that you have to stop baking for the next five weeks. One is allowed to prepare the meal for Mata Tisha, Bok, but one is not allowed to remove one's mind and stop focusing on the Avedis of Tisha. Bok. So one is allowed to prepare the meal for Master Tisha, Bok, but one always has to remember and remain in the framework of Tisha Bok and focus on the Avedis of Tisha Bok right through the day. Remember, if you do cook and bake on Tisha Bok afternoon, one has to be careful not to taste the food. It's something one must be aware as one cooks on, um, on Tishbov afternoon. I'm sure when one cooks, one's uh, quite uh, focused on what one is cooking and one can fast, so one easily forget where one is. If you have to wash the food for which you're preparing, it needs to be washed under the tap, there's is no issa for you to wash it, and even if your hand becomes completely washed at the same time, there's no issa, even though one doesn't wash one's hands, only up until the knuckles in the nine days, in, on Tishbov, sorry, on Tishbov, but uh, if one's washing food, etc., one can. If One's happy to put, to put gloves on when you can put gloves on, but then it's a khir in a locker to wear gloves. So, as we said, the main focus of the day should be a focus on the availus of of the of, availus of, of the Chuv and the and one mustn't do anything on Tishavov which will remove one's focus from the availus of Yisraelim. The night and the morning after Tishavov, up until Chatzos of. Up until of so the tenth of that, all the halachas of the nine days apply. All the halachas, our all the halachas of the nine days apply. That means no haircuts, no simchas, no music, uh, no meat and wine, no washing, no washing oneself, no washing one's clothes, etc. All the halachas which we've learned up until now will apply till Chatzay's. Those people who are traveling directly after Chatzay's and therefore have no time to prepare or to wash their clothes, or people are sending their children away to camps and some camps for some reason are starting directly on, on, on the day after Tisha B'Av, well, on Monday afternoon then they should go and ask, because again, there is room to be lenient there but not for a public share, they should ask and hopefully they will get the answer that they are looking for and that brings us to the end of the halachas of the 3 weeks and the 9 days right way through to the 10th of Av Ava and it's very brief and very broad, there's many more halachas which one can say, but these halachas which are pertinent, which are applied to almost all of us right way through the nine days, three weeks in the nine days, and the purpose of them is, as Chazal say, we'll be zeich of the lyrics, we'll be zeich to the Binyan HaMashiach, the third verse of the Mekdash from Hebrew, Amen.